Blog Talk Radio. I don't know what's going on, but we can't we can't start without Paradise City today. So give me a minute. The studio is not acting right, but when it comes up, here we go. I can't go live without hearing this tonight. This is your host, Brian Tarvin, joined with co-host Jonathan Miklos. It's been, God, it feels like forever, Jonathan, since we've been on air, but it's what, it's been a week and a half? Is that how long it's been? It seems like forever. Yeah, no, and it has definitely seemed like a a hot minute. Um, Yeah, it's been a week and a half. Uh, A lot has happened. I'm very excited to get into it tonight. So that's good. one good thing about, you know, taking a little time off. I've been busy. Maybe a big announcement coming out of way in sports this week, hopefully, about the future of me. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um Cam Newton, that's all I can that's all I've been hearing, Jonathan, all weekend, all week. Cam, 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 and now it's Peyton, 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 H G H. A lot to cover. Let, let's back up a little bit. Let's go back to the NFC Championship game. You saw the Arizona Cardinals come in there. And I'll be honest, Jonathan, I was worried about that game a little bit. I I didn't worry about Seattle as much, but Arizona scared me a little bit. But after I saw Carson Palmer's eyes a couple of times, I realized this guy was in way over his head. What, what do you think Carolina did to him that other teams did? Well, honestly, I think the playing conditions – um, had uh, a lot to do with that. Um, uh, obviously, the defense played great. Are you talking great. about a dome team? Are you talking about a dome team? Yeah. I'm, you know, Arizona being a team that plays in a dome, um, and then having to go to Carolina, who just had one of the – I mean, that had to have been one of the worst snowstorms they've had in a while for at least the amount of snow that was put on the ground. Uh, that field was torn off. I think that, uh, I, I think that affected them. But – what I really think, honestly, what Carolina has better than any team is their linebackers. Their linebackers can come up and stop the run. They can blitz, and they can drop into coverage. And I think that really messed with Carson because he's not used to teams that have good linebackers that can drop back in coverage and take away that middle of the field, which is where Michael Floyd <laughs> and Larry Fitzgerald seem to succeed the most. I think, really, that's what really, you know, is the main difference between Carolina's defense and what Arizona has seen uh, this year out of most teams. Yeah, and this is an MVP candidate Carson Palmer type type year. This is not just a regular season game. This is the NFC Championship game. And one thing I noticed, Arizona's got a very good defense, but when you have a quarterback like Cam Newton that can run the football and he can make every throw on the field – 
how do you cut, how do you stop them, Jonathan? If you're not scoring, you're getting blown out because you can't you can't score with Carolina. They're going to kill you. And I, I think Arizona gave up early in that game before halftime. I think they quit, and I think Carolina coasted the rest of the way. I mean, I've never seen a team like this get off to fast starts in the NFL like they're doing. They are jumping on people, curb stomping them, skull dragging them, whatever you want to say. And they're doing it in five <laughs> minutes, man. It's, it's not it's not taking four quarters. It's just, just like wow. When I when I think about Denver and Carolina right now, I'm sitting there thinking, wow. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But uh, I mean, I'm just sitting there thinking, how I don't care how good Denver's defense is, Jonathan. I mean, how are they going to stop number one right there, the guy that dabs and gives the ball to, to the fans? That you know, there's a petition to ban him from Seattle. How how's Denver going to stop him? <laughs> this is not Tom Brady they're dealing with. Uh, no, you're right. I mean. Uh, Cam Newton was phenomenal. I will say, and, and it's really it's weird to say this, uh, but I don't think, uh, I, I really don't, I do not think Carolina wins that game if not for Ted Ginn Jr., who had an absolutely phenomenal game. <laughs> Ted Ginn set the tone early. Uh, really gave his team a lot of momentum, played phenomenal. Ted did it. That's why he got the game ball. I mean, let's be honest. Ron Rivera knew that gave him the game ball for a reason. That's the best game Ted Ginn has ever played as a freshman football player. The only way Denver has a, uh, has a chance, the only way Denver has a chance is that Von Miller and Danny Trevathan and DeMarcus Ware, and that's, that's the unfortunate reality. It's going to take those three linebackers, and they can sit and spy and contain Cam. They can't pass rush. They can't get upfield like they did on Brady. They're going to have to – those three guys are going to have to spy and contain Cam Newton all day. Von and DeMarcus are going to have to set the edges, make Cam step up into the pocket, into the defensive line. Um, and uh, let you know, Danny Trevathan is going to have to watch him. But somebody's got to cover Ted Ginn, and somebody's got to cover Bills. Yeah, well, it's just there's so many, and you know, we we I have, and I'm sure you have. We talked all year about Cam not having any weapons, but as the year has gone on, man, Ted Ginn has been phenomenal. Funches, Olsen. I mean, you've got so many different – everybody's wide open, Jonathan. Every time I see Cam throw a pass, it's like – I mean, they're just sitting on an island by themselves waiting on the ball. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> unbelievable because, I mean, when Funches is getting catches and having some fun, when Ted Ginn's having an MVP-type game, you know, and it, it's good to see. But that I think we all can go back. Cam Newton is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. There's no doubt about it. But to me – it's that Carolina defense, man. They are they are very underrated. They are good. They're fast. Luke Keekley, I'd take him over anybody right now. J.J. Watt, step aside. Let me have Luke now and the, those other linebackers. I, I think Carolina's defense is the reason they are where they are because without this defense, Jonathan, I just – I don't know. I just – every time I watch them, I feel confident they're going to stop the other team, and they do. And then Cam Newton jumps on them and – it just boat races them. All of a sudden, you look up, you go take a leak, and you come back, and it's 24 to nothing. And you're like, what happened? I just walked Wells for five seconds. What happened, man? And then you have to go back and rewind <laughs> the entire game and, and watch just a beat down. And 
I, I just, I'm sorry. I just, the line in this game's four and a half coming up in the Super Bowl. Hell, I'll give you 30 and a half right now. That's how I feel. But we know that's, <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> Peyton Manning may not even be playing the game, Jonathan, if, uh, if they look into the deeper of this HGH thing. But I'm going to talk about that ah. in a second. But, but, but do you think Cam Newton's the best quarterback in the NFL? I'll put something on my board from when he was drafted. All these so-called experts saying he sucked, really. He was never going to make it in the NFL. And here I am sitting here. And I, I am a, an Auburn guy, don't get me wrong, but I don't put my neck out for people. Now, teams I do, not people. I did not have Carolina making the playoffs this year. You know that. Mm-hmm. But I did say Cam Newton was going to be one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the football game. Here we are five years into it. I mean, we're talking about possibility of the greatest of all time if he keeps this up. Not today. I mean, not right now, today. But if he continues this over the next ten years, man, he could break every record on the man. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Cam is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Uh, I'm really enjoying watching him play. Uh, it, you know, and this is the same quarterback we got to see at Auburn, and the same quarterback that you know, thankfully, uh, I didn't get to see at Florida. <laughs> uh, you know, Cam's phenomenal, and I remember, and everybody's been putting, has been you know posting on Twitter. There's the Sports Illustrated cover of who do you take, Blaine Gabbert, Jake Walker, or yeah. Cam Newton? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how dumb, really? <laughs> so, I, I, you know, and Mike fire, Mayock, fire that guy, kill him first, and then fire it. Blake Gabbard over Cam Newton. Blake, yo, okay, Mike. I mean, we all back then, everybody was like, mm, Blake, who is Blake Gabbard? You know? Um, so, I mean, I, I love what I'm seeing from Carolina. I think you're right, though. If it wasn't for this defense, I don't know if the offense could have as much success. Because no. they're they wouldn't. they're not having a lot, too much pressure on them because they know the defense is going to hold their opponent under 20 points every week. Yeah, and that I mean, I'm telling you, that defense is mean, dude. They they gain tackle, they get to the ball faster than any defense in the NFL right now. I know Denver's the best defense. Give me Carolina is just the what the style they play and let's flip it over a little bit. We'll come back to Cam and the best player in the NFL. Let's get Quinn on in here too. Uh Quinn, sorry you had to hold for seven minutes. I didn't see you, man. Have you watched Tombstone yet? Number one. How are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't watched it. We're doing good, Quinn. What do you What did you think about the Cam Newton show on Sunday night? Oh, uh, that was pretty bad. I was hanging out with friends, so we watched the first half, and it was a blowout. So then we started playing some video games, and then I was just keeping up with it on my phone. They weren't very interested once it got once Carolina got up like whatever, 31 to 7 or whatever it was at half. But, yeah, I, mean, up 17. I, think, I Yeah, I think the Super Bowl, I don't think the Super Bowl will be uh, close. I expect that to be about, I think it'll be about as bad as how they beat Arizona. Oh, man. Well, I mean, here's the deal. Does Jonathan, does Peyton Manning put the fear of God in you right now? I mean, really, when I watched him play the other day, it was painful to watch Peyton Manning play. That defense for Denver is great. 
But, I mean, he gets hit so many times. I mean, he he turns around in that play action and he loses 12 yards because he's so slow, man. I mean, it's just what is Carolina going to do to him? I mean, that's why I'm trying to think. How's he going to drop back and pass with four linebackers coming at him? <laughs> I, don't, don't make me choose. Uh, you know, I, 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 I like Carolina, it's, you know, even though they are – they're division rivals, but there's not an animosity to, uh, with Carolina between Buccaneer fans like there is with Atlanta or New Orleans where there's some bad blood there. Um, so, you know, Carolina's always been a team that uh, I've, I've, I've enjoyed watching, uh, even during the Jacob Loam days because Steve Smith was one of my favorite players growing up. Um, but Peyton Manning has been playing football as you know, at a collegiate and NFL level, as long as I've been alive, I I, I do want to stress that. And <laughs> this is somebody who I've grown up with his entire career. I I witnessed. Um, he's one of my favorite players to ever step foot on the field. Uh, I respect him like like you know almost yeah. nobody else just because of what he was able to do. I'm hoping this is a good Super Bowl. Um, you know, the only saving grace for Denver is that they're going to have to be able to run the football. C.J. Anderson's going to be has to be able to be able to run the – you know, if he can't run the ball, Manning's going to be a sitting duck, and it's going to be the Seattle game all over again. <laughs> I love Peyton Manning, too, and uh, I think that he's – you know, he can do whatever he wants. I don't want to see him embarrassed. That's one thing. But I, I do not want to see Cam Newton denied. I just don't think he's going to be denied right now of this. And, and I know people said he doesn't know what it's like to lose a Super Bowl or whatever, but – that's kind of good in a way because he, he doesn't know how to lose. It's almost like this Carolina team has no mm-hmm. idea how to lose. And yet you watch this New England-Denver game and people get the the perception that, wow, Denver's so great on defense. They are. They're real good. But you can't, you're not comparing apples to apples when you're looking at New England's offense and Carolina's offense. Let me give you a, a description, a broken-down offensive line for New England. No running. Steven Jackson, the running back, for God's sake. That's all I have to say. Um, Gronkowski, and that's it. A quarterback that's slower than Quinn's great-great-granddaddy that's dead probably right now. And, and you're, you know, it's a one-dimensional team. It's a one-dimensional team. And when you have Tom Brady, I've never seen a quarterback like Brady take a beating like he did the other day. And it's because when you're one-dimensional, that's what happens. Carolina, you bring that kind of pressure, they're going to score 100 points on you. That's where that's where it comes. That's what's going to happen. Denver's edge is going to be gone because of that aggressiveness. They're going to have to stay back a little bit, and I think that's what's going to hurt them. They're not used to playing like that, Jonathan. They're not used to playing containment and just being patient. They're used to just coming out and just dominating. They tried that against Carolina. If Cam Newton can survive it, that's, that's the key. Can he – can the offensive line hold up for him to make some throws down the field? That's the difference. When you look at New England and Carolina, Carolina can kill you a hundred different ways. They have a machine gun. They have a machete. And and Denver or New England has a, a butter knife. That's about what it's like. And and I'm sorry. I'm not, no disrespect to New England. But, Jonathan, you can't compare those two offenses. You can't look at Denver's defense and think, that because it played well against New England, then it's going to do that same thing against Carolina. Uh, you're, you're right. You're 100% right. They are. They're two totally different teams, um, two totally different offensive systems. 
And, you know, Carolina's offensive line, who a lot of a lot of pundits were worried about that offensive line. And uh, they've definitely uh, been up to the task this year. Uh, they've done a phenomenal job. Um, we saw with, uh, with New England that <laughs> Vaughn Miller just embarrassed the right tackle time and time again. And uh, Marcus Cannon, unfortunately. I mean, he was, he was embarrassed on the field. Um, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the offensive line holds up. Uh, with this pass rush, I still think that it's going to be trying to contain Cam, and if he beats you with his arm, he beats you with his arm kind of a thing. Um, I think that's the kind of game that a defense is going to play. And it's definitely um, a secondary that's going to be tested because Ted Ginton really beats you over the top, and Greg Olson is the second-best tight end in football behind Rob Gronkowski. Um, <laughs> you know, that's, it's a really close race at this point. You know, Greg Olson has, has been phenomenal. So it's going to be up to how does uh, how does you know Cam handle not having those running lanes, but if Johnson Stewart has a big day, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. I don't Cam doesn't have to beat you with his legs, and and his arm has gotten so much better. But Vegas has missed it again, Jonathan. I mean, they missed it last weekend on that game. They put Carolina a three point favorite. I'm scratching my head, scared to death because. You always hear, you don't go against Vegas. Well, I do. And uh, they've got it at five. It's going up to five now. They put it at four. I mean, Vegas is scared. They want even money, and that's good and all. But you still missed it, Vegas. I mean, you're, I don't know who's making your lines. Are they on vacation? Did they, did they get lost at sea? I mean, whoever's making these point spreads needs to be fired because they're stupid. Putting putting Carolina three point favorite over Arizona. I mean that that was absurd. Quinn Carolina's a five point favorite over Denver, and I just don't feel comfortable taking Denver in five points in this game. Well, they gotta find the line where people are gonna be willing to go both ways. If they put the line at seventeen, like 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they put the line like at ten or something, then then people would probably really just bet on uh, more. the majority probably yeah. would just bet on Denver. So you have yeah, to you're right. And the perception, can... too. How many Peyton Manning fans are there out there, Jonathan, that's going to be betting on Denver? I mean, seriously, there's a lot of mm-hmm. people that don't know football that's going to be gambling that day anyway. You don't have to know football to bet on the Super Bowl. Everybody with a cell phone and a, a part-time job is putting some money on this game. Well, Vegas is anticipating that $4.2 billion will be gambled on this game. $4.2 billion. Think about that number for a second. Um, You know, it's amazing when you you really think about it, $4.2 billion. And you're right. It's just like (laughs) New England lines. They're always a little uh, inflated. Uh, because they know that they're going to get action on New England no matter what. And I think you're right. This is probably Peyton Manning's last hurrah. Um, and so he's, there's going to be action on, uh, on Denver no matter what. Now, we've seen the line move. And I think there, a lot of the public money is going to come in on Carolina early. Uh, I, I think there's no doubt about that right now just because of what they did to Arizona, the perception. Um, it, it's really interesting. I don't think they missed it. I think they know they're going to get a lot of money no matter what. Um, and, that, you know, Vegas is anticipating a close game because you're getting two of the best defenses in football. And once again, 
We're going in the Super Bowl, and what do you know? Two defenses, not two great offenses. Yeah. Two good, phenomenal defenses. Well, actually, Jonathan, led their team to the Super Bowl. Four phenomenal defenses to me in the Final Four, right? Not just the Super Bowl, the AFC and NFC Championship. I think there were four great defenses in there. Exactly. I mean, it just goes to show that defense runs the show. You know, yeah. defense wins championships. Offense is fun, and the NFL's you know kept you know switching around the rules to benefit the offense. But at the end of the day, it's the defenses that time and time again are leading their teams to the promised land. You know, so I, yeah. I think everybody needs to keep their eye on that. Yeah, in the NFL, in the NFL, it's like that. In college, it's changed a little bit, but yeah, in the NFL. Remember the quarterback playing the NFL? I know Peyton is not what he was, but he made some good passes early. He, he had 46 yards. Let me tell you how good Denver's defense is. They had, Peyton Manning threw for 46 yards in the second half, Johnson, and they won. Uh, right. I've never football, seen a defense huh? like that. I've never seen a defense that good. I mean, it's been a long time since I've watched a defense like Denver just tee off. Yeah, I mean, there you go. I mean, that's a long time ago, though. You think 13 years goes mm-hmm. by, and I remember, I remember yeah. the Ravens. Um, I remember mm-hmm. the Bears of 85. And, and mm-hmm. this Denver defense is – but I'm going to ask you this, and I'm not saying this to be funny, okay? So please don't take it that I'm – I'm, I'm overconfident or anything, but name me a team that's playing better than Carolina's playing right now that's won a Super Bowl. Just say if Carolina wins this Super Bowl, they finish, what, 17-1? and one? Is that what it's going to be? And they win a Super Bowl. Cam wins the MVP. Name me a team that's better, really. I mean, I'm not talking about the Dolphins of 72 or whatever the hell it is. I could care less. I wasn't even here, so I don't give a damn. But mm-hmm. you tell me a team that's playing better than Carolina right now. Besides that Tampa Bay team, maybe. <laughs> they were playing they played good. Yeah, I know. even though I wasn't alive, I would put the Bear eighty five Bears up against anyone. Oh get get, get their old asses out of here. Nobody cares about the eighty five Bears. <laughs> well, well no, I, I honestly if we, we look at it and you look at a team that um, let's qualify as a team that have won the Super Bowl. Um I think if you want to start, you know, you know, you want to start going through it like that. Um, I mean, the the Seattle Seahawks team won the Super Bowl. That team played phenomenal. Yep. Uh, they yep. they they rolled there. That was clearly the best team start to finish. Um, uh, uh, ooh, and now, and now hold on, hold on, about it. hold on, hold on. I want I want to back up a little bit. I don't mean that Carolina is the best team ever. Please, please out there, don't don't think I'm saying that. Please, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is. The hottest team. I mean, like just looking at right. them, like my God, they're just they're just destroying people at the right time. Carolina's come back, and you know, I mean, they're not the best team ever. Trust me, I'm not even I'm not stupid enough to believe that, and I hope nobody else is. But they're the hottest team I've seen. If they win the Super Bowl and do what they've done, this will be one of the dom- most dominant teams that I've seen. Not the best team, just dominant. Wait, they just. I mean, they come in, kick your door down, shoot you in the face, drag you out to the curb, and stomp you. I mean, that's how fast that happens. You don't even have time to say who is it. Right. I mean, looking at a dominating playoff run like that, um, 
two teams come to mind right off the bat. Uh, and I'm going to show my age here. Um, but the 2000 Ravens and the 2002 Buccaneers were the two teams and that stick in my mind is teams that walked into the playoffs and just ran through. And people forget that 2000 Ravens team allowed one touchdown their whole playoff run. One. One yeah. touchdown. Uh, that Bucks team beat everybody. I mean, just smoked them. They beat, they beat the 49ers, I believe, by 31, beat the, Ra- beat the Eagles by 17, and then beat the Raiders by 27. Outside of that, there's not another two teams that I remember that just you really had a role, I'm, I'm, and, and we're just so hot and looked so good. I'm, I'm going to tell you why I don't like that Bucks team, because it made everybody think John Gruden was a great coach. And that team was just phenomenal. They didn't need a coach. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. just, I mean, you know, everybody now, every time a job opening comes up, John Gruden, well, I mean, I saw you coach at the Raiders. You can't hide from me, dude. Uh, I, I've well, seen you get fired, John- I think. Without the tuck rule, I don't think John Gruden ever leaves Oakland. I think Oakland is your uh, Super Bowl champ. Uh, and they beat the uh, they 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 probably beat the Rams that year for the Super Bowl. So I think John Gruden's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. I I got to see him up close in person. Um, I got to live through Rich McKay tear this team down before he abandoned for Atlanta. Um, so I, I I think I I think Gruden deserves some credit. Uh, like for remember half that team he actually brought in. Um, I mean yeah, a lot of the key pieces, especially on defense, were were guys who are already there. Don't get me wrong, but um, you know I, I just looking at it, those are the two teams that stick out to me as teams that really dominated their playoff run uh, were those two right there, and then this team's just phenomenal. And I can remember the 85 Bears, Quinn. I remember watching them, and when they played the New England Patriots that night, it looked like a bunch of girls in skirts against a bunch of grown men that hadn't eaten in three weeks coming out. I mean, it was – I think Grogan was the quarterback, if I if I can remember right. Big dog. Tony Eason. Let me know if I'm wrong. Who was it? Tony Eason. Oh, I thought God. you were talking about oh Bears quarterback. No, that's Jim McMahon, the most overrated yeah. quarterback in the history of sports. But you know what? <laughs> that Bears, that Bears team was amazing, though. They they were no doubt, Quinn. They and you know Ron Rivera played on that team, and I think somehow that's going to help him. That's going to help him win this Super Bowl. I mean, he deserves it. I mean, just think, Riverboat Ron was about to be Cam last year. Has Cam not come back and won like seven in a row, Jonathan? We may not even be talking about Ron Rivera this year, but I think. His his success is finally his plan got in place, and I don't want to sit here and talk about all Carolina all night, of course, but I, I am going to throw it out there a little bit. Go back four years or whenever it was, five years when we did this show, we were talking about Cam Newton versus Tebow, and somebody was on here telling me, arguing with me, that Tim Tebow was the best quarterback between the two and would be more successful. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, dude, you know, come on. But all these experts that were out there that were talking bad about Cam Newton, shame on you, man. And, Jonathan, tell me if I'm wrong. This, to me, it, it feels a little racial a little bit with Cam Newton because here's a guy in a league where people are beating women, choking mothers, I mean, killing people. Here's a guy who wants to have fun and give a ball to a kid. Why does everybody have a problem with Cam Newton for? Is it because he's arrogant? Is it because, or is it because they want to be him? What do you think it is? 
I uh, think it's both. I, I don't. I don't think it's racial. Um, because we, uh, you know, and Jason Whitlock, who I, I, I'm not a fan of him as a writer, um, because he tends to beat that drum. Um, but uh, you know, everything's racial. But you know, I he came up with an article and he said that he doesn't believe that the criticism of Cam is racial. He 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 stated that um, he thinks that's just the nature of being a quarterback. Um, and and I, I happen to agree with him. I think quarterbacks are held to higher expectations uh, because, let's face it, Johnny Unitas is one who really really set the bar there for how a quarterback should act. You, you know, but let's remember, Joe Namath was criticized. Uh, Terry Bradshaw was criticized and ridiculed. Um, Brett Barr. So I, I definitely think that this is just uh, it's just the standard that quarterbacks are held to. Uh, they're held to a much higher standard than any other player on the field. I, I don't think it's a racial issue whatsoever. Well, I need to say something about the guy, the 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 Green Bay fan in Carolina, where Cam ripped his little poster down and he's crying like a little baby. I mean, shut up, dude. I mean, you're a grown man. Why are you taking a banner to a football game anyway? You know, why? You, I mean, I, I don't get it, mm-hmm. Quinn. I mean, I mean, who's this guy that's crying with the army on his shirt or on his hat? And he thinks Cam Newton's coming over there for him to say hello or something? I mean, Cam Newton's coming towards you. He's not going to shake your hand. He's going to rip that stupid sign out of your hand. And he took it away. <laughs> I mean, Get over it, dude. I mean, that's what you get for coming. This is the NFL. This is not. This is not the pussification of America, like I've been saying for years. This is what it's coming down to, Quinn. It's, I mean, these guys are getting their feelings hurt. It's like you coming into my house wearing a, a, a bad shirt, and I tell you to take it off. You're in my house. You don't come in here. Cam was wrong to do that. Don't get me wrong, but who's this guy crying, Quinn, about his little sign that he wrote that says he's a Green Bay fan in Carolina? Do you know him? I have no clue who it is. <laughs> but, uh, I, want to, I want to know. I want an interview. I want him to call the show tonight. And I want to talk to him about his $500 sign he made. Yeah. When my I mean, mom the, heard about that it was $500, she said that's bull crap. She said I could go to the store and get a sign like that for a dollar. But the guy had about three teeth in his head, and two of them were in his pocket. I mean, he he's just a, an idiot. I mean, here's the deal, <laughs> Jonathan. You see Cam Newton coming at you. You're wearing a you have a Green Bay banner up. I mean, what do you think he's going to do when he gets there? Shake your hand and talk to you, or do you think? <laughs> I mean, what do you think's coming? I I, I think he's going to give me a high five, maybe uh maybe a couple hundred dollars for uh, for showing up and. Thanking me for being there and supporting his team. I mean, I mean come on, what did he expect? Honestly, who's this white trash piece of crap? Who's this white trash piece of crap that thinks we're gonna believe him? A veteran on Veterans Day. Well, you're the idiot to pay three thousand dollars to get there first. He said. I mean, first of all, you're an idiot. Stay up there in Green Bay, moron, or or go up there and watch them play in the game. But don't come down here and cry. I, I, I hate seeing men cry like this. 
If it was me, I wouldn't even want anybody to know. I wouldn't say a word. I'd be like, I'm not going to go get security. I'm not going to. I'm going to say, okay, man, Cam Newton just ripped my poster down. Cool, man. That's how I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I'm not going to. Or I would jump out of the stands and, and fight him and get on TV. That would be cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> and get stomped to death by a six foot six person with 260 pounds. I could do that. But, <laughs> you know. I don't know. I don't want to talk much about this, but but I want to go to a topic real quick. We'll come back to football. But Jonathan, what do you think about this? Quinn posted this, I think, or he know he knows about it. But what do you think about the girls' team that was kicked out of the league in high school because they were too good? And I, I reason I, I say that I just said talking about the pacification of America. Here we are. <laughs> really, here we are. I read that story uh, when it first came out, and I mean. You know, this is why, <laughs> and, and, and I, I mean this wholeheartedly, this is why Southerners cannot stand the North. That does not. I am being as serious as possible. Between the Wisconsin Athletic Association banning, you know, air, you know the chance of air ball and boo and your team losing, well, well, I mean, I didn't know making a factual statement was, was so bad. Am I hurting your feelings? Because you actually suck. And then this, this is this is why there is that divide, uh, because you go down to Florida and that happens. You, you, you know what? You know what happens? They encourage you to chant airball. We encourage you to boo the other team. We've seen worse. I mean, it, it, it's unreal. It's unheard of. It's disgusting. I'm appalled by it. And you know what? Those girls should be given championship trophies among the spot. Some local shop needs to go ahead and make them championship trophies and say, y'all already won. I mean, they had to kick you out. You were so good. Clearly, y'all were going to be the champ. There you go. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I find it to be absolutely ridiculous. Well, I remember when I was a kid, you know, you learn a lot from losing, guys. I mean, seriously. I was playing in an all-star game in basketball. We went down to Mobile, Alabama. Jonathan, I'm sure you know where that is. Um, we were the North Region champion, and here we are playing. You know, I'm I'm young, and I'm playing this team from Mobile that looked like they just let prison out to come play basketball, and they beat us 100 points almost. Seriously, it was like 103 to 34. That was the score. I mean, it was so bad. And I remember they gave us a second place trophy runner up, and I threw that thing up against the wall and shattered it. And it's like. You know, people looking at me like I was crazy or something. And, you know, I got to know that night what it took. If you're going to win a state championship there, first of all, you got to cheat. But second of all, I mean, I didn't deserve a trophy. I didn't want the second-place trophy that was about the size of my pinky that they bring up. You know, get it out of my face. But and these kids need to learn that you're going to lose. You're going to lose a lot in life. Every day you're going to lose something. And you got to learn how to mm-hmm. rebound from it. You're not going to be the best, Jonathan, at everything. You're not. If there's a team always going to be better. So wouldn't you want to keep your team in that league if you're that girl's coach or if you're their parent? Say, look, you play this team. If you lost by 50 this time, what if you lose by 20 next time? You're improving. You get better and you learn. But kicking a team out of a league, who are they going to play? That's what I have a problem with is competition. It's okay. We, we, we don't do uh, participation trophies here in the South, guys. We don't do that. You don't you don't get a trophy unless you win. I'm sorry, but I know they're trying to do that 
Quinn. They're trying to give trophies to everybody, which I don't know what you think about it. You're over where you where do you live, Quinn? Chicago or Minnesota? Uh, where do you live? I, I live in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So I'm as okay. far southeast as you can get before going into Illinois. So 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 why are there a bunch of candy asses up there? What what what, what what's going on? Uh, I mean, I don't really understand their logic. Most of them are Democrats, so they have that way of thinking. They think if you participate, that you should get a pat on the back. I mean, I guess guess it's just a mindset. I don't think there should be a trophy for everybody, but, like, if you make it to the state championship or something and they give up second place trophies. I don't see a problem with I broke that. It. I mean I broke it. Yeah, well I know. There's no problem with that. I broke it though. I smashed the hell out of it. <laughs> I remember when I was coaching yeah. basketball and uh I came in after I didn't lose when I coached much and I came in people were talking about a pizza party and I tore down the dang lockers, I mean, broke them down, and I was like, pizza party? I mean, you know, like, what are you talking about, man? We're, you know, you, you, pizza party? You win four in a row, you want a pizza party? Get out there, let's, let's run some suicides, Jonathan. That's what I did, pizza party. You want, you want some pizza party and a clown or something? I got you. We're we going to go out here and run. That's, that's how you do it. You work. You work hard. You work harder than the others. Now, if I coach basketball right now the way I did 20 years ago, I would be in jail probably. I'd probably be – I may not even be yeah. on the streets, Jonathan, the way I used to coach, man. It, it would not be accepted today, I promise you. Not in today's society. I would be fired immediately. There's, there's no way I would have a job. Uh, no, you're right. I mean, one of the greatest pieces of advice I ever got was from one of my high school teachers. And, um, you know, I've always – all, all, all athletics has always been uh, my strong suit, you know, knowing it, um, you know, I, I've played multiple sports. And I remember vividly, vividly, Miss Henges, um, you know, we were having a discussion, and she told me I could never be a football coach. And I asked her why. She goes, well, you don't handle losing too well. Um, but she goes, honestly, the only sport I think you could coach and get uh, and get away with it is hockey. Because uh, in hockey, you could probably pop one of your players in the back of the head, and the player's dad would give you a handshake for doing it. So, I mean, that's, that's, just, that, that's how I was raised. That's how it is. I don't take losing well and never have. Um, you know, and there's a difference between losing and constructing, you know, say, constructive criticism. <laughs> That's what a lot of people I think have a have a real misconception with it. I can take criticism just fine. You know, I'm I played sports. I'm used to my coaches. If your coach didn't tell you you screwed up, there was something wrong with your coach. Uh, let, let's be honest. I mean, Brian, you can test it. That Quinn, you can test that. We're all athletes. Here. Okay. There's been times where a coach yells at you. You don't cry and break down and freak out and threaten to transfer. Okay, you move on with life. You, you learn from the mistake and you, and you move forward. And I think that is something that today's society has forgotten. And in all reality, it's the, and you hate to say it, but it's the 60s and 70s generation that have raised these generation now, that has raised them and, and taught them that it's okay to lose. Don't worry about it. You're so awesome. No, you're not. You suck. Okay? If you ain't first, you're last. 
<laughs> yeah. And you know what? I'm telling you, when I played Little League Baseball and stuff, like from T-ball on up to 13 and 14, man, your own parent team, your own team, parents from your own team would say, hey, take Brian out, man. They're killing him. I mean, he can't throw a strike or he's, he's, they're killing him. Take him out. He sucks right now. I mean, if you said that today, there'd be a fist fight up in the stands. My dad is like, yeah, you're right, coach. Take my son out. He's stinking the place up. Get him out of here. And, you know, I mean, am I crying over there? No. If I strike out and get cussed out by my coach, am I going to go cry? No, because I got cussed out a lot because I struck out a lot. I mean, because I swung a lot. <laughs> but it was, I mean, when I played basketball, every word out of my coach's mouth was a cuss word. Every one. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I turned out just fine. <laughs> yeah, well, well, nowadays, well, to be a coach, you have to, and since I help my dad coach, I know how this goes. You have to learn how it's, each kid responds, and then you mm-hmm. have, and then you have to really. Uh, oh, I know that, Quinn. Like grow your yeah. like, uh, especially if you're a younger yeah. coach, you have to mature and realize what kids can take what. And well, here, here's the deal: can they, be rough they, they adjust on to me, kids, or they'll be on the bench. That's, that's what happens. They adjust to me, or they're on the bench. That's how yeah. it should be. I'm not adjusting to anybody. Yeah, well, I, mean, I that's, coach that's the country thing. and track, so it's a little bit different. But, yeah, it's a bunch of pain. Yeah, but 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 McQuinn, you're right though about motivation. Like like some people, I get it. You you scream at them, they shut down. Some people, you scream at them, you get more. And you're exactly right. Quinn made a great point, but you know, I, luckily, I didn't have that problem as much as either. You got it when I screamed at you, or you ran away and quit. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's kind of like that. But cross country to motivate somebody to run in ten degree weather and short shorts and a tank top, Quinn. How did you do that? Did you? Well, me? it's never that cold during cross country or track. But for some of it, it's it was when I ran. getting kids serious about it. Some of the kids on the team don't get the fact of like pushing yourself as hard as you can. Like, for example, our team had a shot at state this year. The day of state, kids were saying, some of the kids on the team were saying, well, no matter what, even if we don't get to state, it's a good season. Like, and I said it, and the other kids on the team that really wanted it, are like, you can't have that freaking mindset. And they had that mindset, and they ran at craft, and our team didn't get to state. Because they had that mindset of oh, they were no they were what, they were satisfied okay. they were satisfied yeah yeah, yeah. i hate it i hate it cross country i'll be honest with you quinn i ran cross country for four years and i did it because i wanted to stay in shape you know and do that but man there's nothing worse than jonathan i don't know if you've ever run it but there's nothing worse mm-hmm. than just running and wanting to throw up just I mean the thing. I mean cross country. If you don't think that's a man's game, then you're you're an idiot. Because I've done it. It it it's crazy, man. It's uh, it's brutal and it's tough. Track, same thing. I mean, I ran two mile, one mile track. That's tough. People don't give runners enough credit, Jonathan. That's a you that's have a tough to be thing to do, man. Strong. <laughs> you do. Yeah. You do or they? I, I mean, and you got to know how to lose because I lost every race I've ever run cross country because I was like I come in 40th place I'm like celebrating like where's the parade man I got in the top 40 you know come on 
Um, and I can run. <laughs> yeah. a, I run. I run less than a five-minute mile. I can run a mile in under five, barely, not much, but barely. Uh, but I couldn't good. run three like that. Yeah, I couldn't run three yeah. like that. But I mean, you know, I ran to stay in shape, and and there's some of those guys on there that that's all they did, Jonathan. They were machines. It's like they'd run, they'd average five minutes a mile, and they would do it for three. And you're like, holy crap! You see somebody run a 16 minute three miles, and you'd be like, wow, in the 50s I saw, and and it's mm-hmm. just. It is it is a sport. People that don't think cross country is a sport, then 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 go run it and tell me that. <laughs> tell me when you when you're climbing a hill, about to lose everything you got, how much will and determination it takes to get up there. But I just want to throw that out there. Uh, Quinn's mm-hmm. a big running guy too, but it it it's yeah. tough, man. But let's Jonathan Jameis Winston. It looks like they they paid the accuser about a million dollars in a lawsuit settlement. What do you think about that? Uh, as you can imagine, I've been going back and forth uh, with this topic uh, pretty regularly. Um, you know, I'm known as a diehard uh, Florida State fan uh, around the college that I'm at and a lot of people that I know, and we, we were having this discussion. Um, a, our lawyer's got 700000 <laughs> Okay, I, I want to <laughs> – let's assess that really quick, okay? It must really suck to be a lawyer. <laughs> I mean, they got 700K. Uh, B, uh, she got 250000 She was asking for $25 million. Um, I mean, my goodness, that, that you know, 250000 is a lot of money, no doubt about that. Um, you know, the state of Florida now, the state of Florida has to pay this bill. Florida State is a state-run, is a state-run university. The state of Florida has to pay that bill. And the lawyers that were representing Florida State got four hundred thousand out of it. So at the end of the day, it was a one point three million dollar, uh, you know, give or take, uh, expense to the state of Florida. What wound up happening was they hit a point where they said, "Okay, we don't want to, we don't want to spend any more money. We're done with this." And that's why they chose to settle. It became uh, more cost prohibitive to settle than to let it drag out because if you leave it to lawyers, this thing will run five years. And the bill for just Florida State lawyers alone would have been uh, uh, north of a million dollars. And I think that's where we saw the settlement from. Um, you know, as everybody knows, Jameis was found innocent by a uh, student trial that was actually run by a former, uh, uh, you know, state justice who had no ties to the university. Um, you know, at the you know, I mean. I don't think this is an admission of guilt on Jameis's part. I don't think this is an admission of guilt by Florida State's part. I think this was just a legal uh, legal battle that they felt was no longer worth fighting. Um, and that, that, that's that's my thoughts about it. Well, on a positive note, Maddie Maddie Monk uh, video came out with him snorting cocaine, Quinn. I don't know if you saw it. But, uh, yeah, I yeah I put it in. Uh, Sonia yeah, Jason's group. Yeah. Uh, well, what are you doing posting there and not my group, man? I don't know what I was First thinking. First of all. I should have put it. Exactly. Uh, no, Maddie Mock, though, Jonathan, I don't know if you saw that, but I don't know when he's claiming it was old, but here's my advice to you if you're snorting cocaine. Don't do it around people with the camera doing videoing you, right, Jonathan? I mean, 
never done cocaine, never will, but I, I probably wouldn't do it with a videotape in my face, you know, recording it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of his teammates came out and said that video was uh, was aged. Uh, it was at least a year old. Um, I heard two years old being thrown around. And whatever the case may be. He's done. Uh, he, yeah, he's done at Missouri. A, B. If you're going to do an illegal activity like that, do not do it in the presence of people who are going to record it. Don't do it. I you know I I know this. You know this. Everybody who's never gotten in trouble knows this. You don't do it for people that are going to throw you under the bus. And, and let's not act like any of us are, are, are choir boys, okay? We've all done something where it's like, yeah, no, if there was video cameras, we'd be in some trouble right now. All right. So, Matty Mark, my advice to you is a Go get yourself clean. It, cocaine is it's a it's a very drug. addictive drug that can take your life down a terrible path. So you need proof of that. Go go look up uh, the NBA in the 1970s and 80s and how it ruined look, great dude. careers. Yeah, and look, dude, I'm not judging you. Nobody's perfect in life, but don't do it on camera. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's what I don't get the stupidity of people in the world. I mean. Everybody has problems. Everybody makes mistakes, but not everybody puts them on camera. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I just don't get it. It's like, hey, watch me. I'm cheating on my wife here. Watch this video. I mean, really, dude? I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm sorry. I just I just don't understand it. I just don't understand the stupidity of people. Big Dog and all tested that. He's out in California. I'm sure they people snorting cocaine in California all the time. So. So that's a state oh. they can afford it. Is it, it, it. is it legal in California? That's my question, Jonathan. Is cocaine legal in <laughs> California? <laughs> no, cocaine is not legal anywhere, and it's a, it's, it's a drug that is actually quite prevalent um, down here in Florida as well. Um, have you tried you know, it? Have it, you ever tried it, Jonathan? Uh, I don't <laughs> think I need to answer You better that. not say it. It'll be... It'll it'll be on the it'll be on the eleven o'clock news tonight. No, Me and sports no. talk co-host admits to snorting cocaine. Uh, as, uh, 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 put me in the I've never done again, it. Brian. <laughs> I've never done it. So I promise you that. But but you're right. It's 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 not something. It's not like smoking a cigarette. Probably where you know. Over a long period of time, it can do damage. It's going to do damage as soon as it hits, probably. So I, I honestly do not know anyone that's done cocaine or, or been around it, so I don't know. But I'm, I'm just sure that it's it's not that good. And I mean, I'm, I'm being honest. I don't know anybody that's that's done it. I know people that smoke weed before or something. That's probably nothing now. But I mean, nothing like cocaine or something, man. But they they always say, "Was well, that cocaine is a hell of a drug?" I guess it Cocaine's is. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. I'm too low key to be that. If I, you put me on cocaine, I'd probably be man. I'd be hell. <laughs> uh, former Giant safety Tyler Sash found to have advanced stages of CTE. That came out. It just caught my attention because I did watch the movie. Hold on, I think Big Dog. Call back in, Big Dog. He's gonna call in about cocaine in California, so call back in, big dog. I just saw him hang <laughs> up. Just saw him in the studio, so make sure you get back in here, but um, Tyler Sash found with CTE, and you can't find this unless you're dead, Jonathan. They can't test you, but this guy, 
27-year-old found dead September 8th. I mean, they said it's like a level two out of four. He was advanced just as much as Junior Seau was. I mean, is that scary or what, man? Hold on, Jonathan. Hold on. Big dog's with us. Big dog, man. Welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So is cocaine is cocaine legal in California? <laughs> what are you talking about? Drugs in Southern California? There's no such thing over here. No. Nine o two one o. They don't have any. Dude. No, no. It's 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 all it's all about TV. You know, it, it, they just you know push it that way. <laughs> All right. No, we're just joking. Well, what do, what do you think about we were talking about the participation trophies and everything? What, what are your thoughts on that, honestly? About you know, and, and no big dog. I, I did not get a trophy for 40th place. I put it on my mantle. Okay. Uh, I I agree with you guys. Participation trophies trophies are idiotic. It doesn't teach these kids anything about winning. It just teaches them that. Hey, you know, I could suck it at, you know, T ball or, or football or whatever, and I'm still gonna get a trophy. Yay. I'm like, no, you suck. You suck you don't get a trophy. You get a trophy <laughs> first, second and third place. That's it. You know, and second and third maybe a medal or something, or you know, if it's a really good tournament or something, you'll get a trophy. But you don't get a trophy for coming in seventh. No, you try goddamn harder next time. Yeah, and, and there's nothing wrong with sucking as a player and winning a championship, no. a team, and getting a trophy. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, but you individually didn't do anything. You don't get a trophy. I mean, if your if your team is zero and twelve and and you're last place in the league, you don't get a trophy. You don't get a pizza party. You don't get a clown. You know, you, you <laughs> go home, work out, do whatever, but. Uh, it just aggravates me, parents these days. And I see it in kids. I referee basketball, big dog, and it yep. it amazes me every year. The older I get, the the brattier the kids are. Man, I, I call yes. seven and eight year olds. They're just little brats, man. I'm just wanted to just to throw them all out of the ball game, and it's just and they get up to the ten and twelve year olds. You really see the brats, and it's like the parents are raising these guys, and the coaches are candies. They, I mean, they're they're weak. There's no strength in them, and so the the kids rule the homes every day. They're at home, and they rule practices. I don't know. Can it be stopped? That's my question, big dog. I don't want to take all your time or, or waste time, but can it be stopped? Can this country be turned around and kids be pointed back in the right direction again? I say no. Uh, no, I say no also. Uh, culture has changed so much now that you can't even, you know, even think about things, you know, telling the kid that, you know, oh, I'm, I'm putting you on the bench because you can't play. Then, you know, all oh, the parents and, and everyone else jumps up. Oh, he has to participate. No, he doesn't. He can sit on the bench. He can take score. He can he can be the scorekeeper. You know, <laughs> that's his participation yeah. in the team. You know, the, the, way it is, <laughs> the way it is now, you know, every every child has to participate. And they all have to have, you know, you know one kid can't play more minutes than the other and blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it it doesn't seem now that that the the parents are really, really care about the winning. It's more the participation that they're in the sport that they can say that they played basketball or football or t-ball or you know whatever, just to say that they did it. But you know, what what accomplishments what accomplishments do you have? And if you come in eighth, what's that teaching your kid? You're not teaching your kid anything about winning and what it takes to win. Like you said, you know, you were out there. You know, you you may have won a tournament or whatever. And the next day, you're out there doing wind sprints again. 
you know, or in basketball, like I used to, you know, you're doing suicides the next day after a great game, you know, to get better. You know, these kids don't know any of that stuff. Nope, they don't. And and they do not know, they'll never know what it's like to win a championship and come from last place the year before to first place. And that's the problem. I mean, they're not put, yep. they're not challenged at home. They're not, I told, I saw a kid the other day, guys, seriously, I'm calling a basketball game. The kid, uh, the dad's trying to tell the kid something. We're shooting free throws. He's down low, and he turned around and said, shut up. And I said something to him. His dad did. And I looked at him and said, you ever say something like that again on my court to your parents? You're not going to play anymore. And he just kind of looked at me. And I was like, please say something. I please, man. Just, <laughs> just, just please. I mean, just if I told my dad, here's what would happen. If I'd have been under the gun and told my dad to shut up, You'd have heard me screaming like somebody that just got stabbed and taken to the bathroom and beat. Maybe if I got to the bathroom, <laughs> he'd start punching me before we got outside. I promise you. Uh, but I mean, it, honestly, Jonathan, if you told your dad to shut up, what would he do? <laughs> well, I was twenty-two. I'll, I'll be twenty-two in a month, and I have. I will. I have yet to ever. <laughs> <laughs> Raise my voice. That's why you're alive. To my father. <laughs> if I told my dad to shut up, no matter how old I am, I mean, if he he walk around on one foot now, he'd still find a way to whoop my ass. <laughs> not, let's just be honest. That's just not worse. You can't do that. No, I, I got really, one better. You live guys. a long life. You know, I, I got one better. You know, <laughs> like you said, you know, if your dad, you told your dad to shut up, you'd get, you know, get your ass kicked. I'm Mexican. If I if I even spoke up to any of my aunts or sis, you know, older sisters or my mom, God forgive my oh, no. God forbid my mom, I'd be picking up my teeth from every single male in my family. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, my my mom's the same way with dad and you know, and, and trust me, I have you know, said something I shouldn't have and you know, you regret it and everything, but, but you know, you, you regret that, but you also regret that he getting kicked all over the place. And uh, man, my my granddad, my grandmother would would pimp slap you if you even looked at her. I mean, like <laughs> any kind of. I mean, it was. <laughs> and Quinn, and Quinn, I'm I'm sure your dad uh, beat the hell out of you, didn't he? Because you're you're a, you're a pretty good kid, so I'm sure you, I'm sure he beat you. He never he never really beat me. He threw me down once. He would grab my brother and I by the shirt and pick us up and get in our face. But I mean I wouldn't say I ever got beat. When I was little and I well, ran away, he tried, my mom spanked me once, but I never mm-hmm. got like a power taken to me or anything. Well, Man, I was afraid good. to they, go to they, the bathroom when I turned five. <laughs> I started a fire out in the field one time, and I was like, oh, God, I'm dead. <laughs> oh, God, I'm dead. <laughs> oh, oh, no. God, I'm dead. So I was. Too. I, remember, I remember when I was a kid, I was, there's a place beside our house where these old wrecked cars, I thought were wrecked cars, junkyard kind of like, and so I'd get out there with a baseball bat and beat up on some cars. Well, one day I was beating a car that wasn't a junk car. It was the guy at the building. <laughs> oh, he, no. he knew my dad, and he called my dad on the phone, and I saw my dad walking over there. Man, he beat me for about an hour. Like <laughs> I had to pay for the guy's car. I mean, it was probably about $3,000 worth of damage. 
Uh, <laughs> oh. Damn, well, Brian. Yeah. You see, see, but here's the deal. Had I not been disciplined, I would have thought that was okay, right, big dog? I mean, but I was beaten to like the inch of my life, and never again did I ever do anything to another <laughs> that, car. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm older than you guys. I'm 49. You got, I, Brian, you're what, in your 30s, right? 39, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the, in your group, you're, the age range kind of ranges everywhere. I mean, the way I was brought up, and, and my kids were the same way, you don't have to beat your kids every single time, but you do got to hit them once, just once, so that they know <laughs> that if they oh, screw up, shit. you know, it can happen. You know, and that's that fear, that, that. Yeah, that's how they, you know, work <laughs> with me. I got hit once, you know, and I, I made sure that if I was going to do something, I wasn't going to get caught. <laughs> But you got to no. get hit that one time. Like, there's so many people uh, that I talk to now, coworkers and stuff. Oh, no, I'll never hit my kid. Oh, no. I'm like, then they'll never learn. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying beat, I'm not saying beat your kid to an inch, within an inch of his life. But, you know, you got to hit him <laughs> at least once for them to know, hey, you know, I, I could – there's some repercussions here. <laughs> once. That would have been nice. Yeah, once, I've, been slapped been nice. So hard. I've been slapped so hard. Yeah, I've been slapped so hard to taste. Really did come out of my mouth. You know that saying, "I slap the taste out of your mouth." I really couldn't taste <laughs> yeah. if I do that. Uh, that. That's where the saying came from. My mom invented it. Um, that slap. There's nobody. There's nobody could slap harder than my mom could. I'm telling you, she didn't do it much either. I mean, she didn't have to because she put the fear of God in you. You don't. You don't. She yep. don't slap you. She's at her age right now. She can still knock somebody out cold. I mean, she works out every day. So I mean, my mom's a tough lady, and she ain't no joke. So you, you <laughs> but anyway, I, I thought it was funny seeing those girls quit the league because they couldn't win. The parents allowed it. That's what bothers me the most. It's not that the kids yeah. wanted to quit; they were. It was okay to let them. And okay, we're not. All these people are going to quit. We're kicking you out of the league. That's what I had a problem with. This is a good learning example. I'd like to interview those players on there. You know, and ask him why would you, why would you quit, you loser? I mean, that's, that's what I would ask. Him. <laughs> I would humiliate him on air, humiliate him on air. Mm. But in, 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 hey, hey, big dog, what do you think about this Super Bowl coming up? Honestly, you got you got Peyton Manning, maybe some HGH in him left over. They're trying to track down. You have Cam Newton, two hundred fifty three. I mean, what what's going to happen in this Super Bowl? The line's five right now. Carolina's favored five. You think it should be what ten and a half? You said. I think it should be like ten and a half. Uh, like I like I was saying in in the you know the chat room, uh, the Patriots the way they played played perfectly into Denver's defense. Denver had a great defensive game. I've never seen Brady look so shaky ever. <laughs> I mean, he got so many knockdowns. I think they knocked him down what twenty four, twenty five times. The most he had been knocked down before that was 12. So, I mean, they were getting to him. But, as you said, Carolina's game is way different. You know, they actually have people that can run, including the quarterback. So, you put that kind of defense, you know, uh, on the Panthers, as soon as they see a hole, they're gone. And like you said, you know, they're going to rack up some points if, 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 Denver keeps, if Denver tries to play the exact same type of game, it's going to be a blowout in the first quarter. You know, it's funny yeah, that you guys mentioned that you think the line should be so much higher. Uh, you know, my buddy Seth and I were having a discussion and it was, uh, in the fourth quarter of the Carolina game. And uh, we 
we both said the line should be four. And the way we looked at it was, A, you're going to get equal money on it, and B, it's still a Super Bowl. You're still talking about two great teams. Um, True. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I when it comes to Super Bowl, I think everybody's afraid that, you know, everybody goes, oh, well, there won't be a blowout when, oh, reality, look at the past but, Super Bowl. But, Jonathan, I want to ask you, how is Denver going to score? That's a question. Well, That's an honest um, question. That's an honest question. Well, Carolina secondary is pretty beat up. So Demarius Thomas uh, and Emmanuel Sanders can can get loose. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but yeah, but Peyton Peyton's arm can't get it to him. That's that fine. Now. All it takes is a five yard quick slant. <laughs> all, all I'm asking is for some pop screens and some quick slants, and he'll find you know let 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 the boys work. Um, you know that's 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 all I'm looking at. I mean, you know, and it, the the same question could be asked. You know, yeah, Carolina's offense has racked up some points, but Denver's defense yeah. ain't no joke. But but like Big Dog said, like I said earlier, apples to apples, you're not comparing them when you're comparing Carolina and New England. New England was tailor-made for that defense, right, Big Dog? That's the way I saw it, too. I saw it yep. like, wow, this is perfect. I mean, it was a perfect matchup, and I'm not taking anything away from Denver. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they're – they're a good football team. It's just a bad matchup. It's just all football's about matchups. That's really what it's about. Denver matched up well with New England. They were at home. They got it won. Carolina was a Arizona wasn't a good matchup for Carolina and it's because they couldn't run the football. And their quarterback looked like a deer in headlights. So here we go. Peyton Manning's not gonna look like a deer in headlights. He's one of the greatest of all time, don't get me wrong. Big dog, when I look at this game I look at the pressure Carolina can get because Denver doesn't really have the running games that I think would put fear into them, and I think it puts Peyton Manning exactly. in the pocket. They they know where he's going to be, and they're going to they're going to get that pressure on him. But I just don't think Peyton Manning's a Peyton Manning of old, where I don't think he can put up. He put up what twenty points against New England. I just I don't I twenty won't even be close enough to win that game. I don't think. I think he's going to need thirty. I think he's going to need to be able to put up 30 to win that game. I just don't think they can do it. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Peyton Peyton is not the five years ago Peyton. I mean, he's a lot older. He's a lot slower. I mean, God, we've seen him try and run a couple of times, and it hurt me just to watch him run. You know? 15 miles an hour, though. And I love the guy. (laughs) And I love him, though. Yeah, I mean – yeah, he's a, he's a great quarterback. You know, like you said, you know, he'll be up there, you know, one of the greatest of all time, but – this unfortunately, this like you said, this matchup is not the matchup for the Broncos. This is not the team that they want to play. Carolina is is cresting at the right time, and it's all about. And that's what it's all about, guys. In the playoffs, it's right right place, right time. And right now, Carolina, I don't think can be stopped. I mean, I'll be shocked. No. I'll be shocked if if Denver pulls this one out somehow. Well, I'm gonna ask you this, big dog. If Arizona, just say they upset Carolina last week, yes. Who do you got in the Super Bowl, Arizona or Denver? I have Arizona. I would have had Arizona, but maybe by my line would have been like two and a half. Yeah, it would. To me, I but think it would have been a close game because. Know. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, how about Seattle? What if Seattle, Jonathan? What if what if you had Seattle and, and Denver? Who would you have right now? I think no matter who comes out of the AFC, to be honest with you, I'm making the NFC favorite. I'm making the NFC a three and a half, four point favorite. Whether it's Seattle, Arizona, yeah. Green Bay, Carolina, they would have been three and a half to four point favorite over Denver, New England, or Pittsburgh to me. 
Well, I want to say this, and we talked about it. You put the line at four. I put it at seven. Big Dog put it at ten. Like, and to me, like, you know, watching football, what a line could be. You know, Vegas puts it to where it's even money, like Quinn said earlier. That's exactly, yeah, exactly. what they do. To, to me, I think I would feel comfortable giving up seven points. That's why I was, I was thinking seven, seven and a half with Denver. Jonathan, you think Big Dog 10. It doesn't mean any of us are wrong. It's what we're comfortable doing. I put my own line out there. Vegas can do what they want. I, I couldn't believe Carolina was just favorite three over Arizona. It was just like too oh, good to be true. That. And the Super Bowl is a different animal, Big Dog, because it's two weeks to prepare. But here's the difference. I don't think Carolina's happy to be there. I think they're they're not going to stop. I felt like that New England or Denver felt like they accomplished something by getting there, and I think they're happy to beat Brady. That story was so big. I just don't know if they have enough fight left in them to bring that kind of fight to beat Carolina. I think Carolina's on the Mister T and Rocky Three the first time they fought right now. <laughs> and I think you know I, I think I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and especially with with um, with Manning, you know, telling Belichick. <clears throat> when they met at you know at midfield that this was probably going to be his last rodeo as he said it you know that he's probably going to retire after this one so unfortunately the team may be hinging on that saying hey let's win it for Peyton you know Peyton goes out a champion but that that's the wrong attitude right now for for this game against Carolina Carolina's young they're hungry they're not afraid yeah. and they know they have nothing to lose because they're they're that team that they're like. You know, hopefully they won't take the attitude like Miami did with yeah. Marino a long, long time ago, saying, "Oh, we'll be, we'll we'll get there again." And you know, of course, Marino never got there yeah. again. But Carolina has got well, that attitude, like, "Shit, no one, no one expected us to be here at the beginning of the season. We got nothing to lose. You know, if we win, great. We know yeah, we're going to win." And, and That's yeah, answer. exactly, exactly. If Peyton wins that Super Bowl, you're not going to hear about Carolina and Kemba losing it. You're just going to hear about Peyton Manning. Riding off into the yeah. sunset. If Carolina wins, yep. okay, great. You know it's going to be. But 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 Jonathan, big dogs right. There's no pressure on Carolina in this one. I don't think it's like a we're, we're here. Nobody. Get, I didn't even. I'm a Carolina homer, and I didn't even have them in the playoffs <laughs> this year. So who who else did? I mean, Jonathan. I know you didn't. I know you didn't have Carolina pick to win this division. No, no. I believe I took Atlanta. Because um, I figured mm-hmm. everybody was going to be, I was expecting more of the same as last year. That worked out well. And Benjamin went out. I mean, how could we pick Carolina to make the playoffs with their best receiver out? And all of a sudden, here we are. When, when you think you know what's going on in the NFL, you get a rude awakening. You don't know what's going on, and that's why I love it. I mean, I love the NFL, man. I love it. Mm-hmm. And and big dog. Well, I got you here on this topic. We're going to talk about. Everybody's LeBron's saying he had nothing to do with the firing of their head coach. I mean, I mean I'm, tired of, I'm tired of hearing that. I'm tired of hearing that. And he he's acting all innocent. Should he have just kept his mouth shut and not said a word instead of just mentioning it? Because anybody with a brain knows that LeBron runs that organization and they're not even going to consult with him before they fire the coach. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, he knew. He knew about it. You know, just like like Kobe knew that Shaq was being traded. You know, he won't admit to it to this day. But LeBron knew the whole time. I mean, Ty Lue was in as assistant coach to appease uh, LeBron and his agent because Blatt mm-hmm. and LeBron just never, you know, melded together for whatever reason. Uh, and remember, Blatt was there before LeBron was resigned with the team. 
So LeBron had no no say so in it at the time, and I guess they were saying, "Hey, LeBron, you know, let's go with this guy." You could tell there was a, there was problems all last year. You know, they just they had that great winning streak in the second half to you know to get to the finals, but uh, I mean, Black got a raw a raw deal. I mean, you take you take your team to the finals. You're number one on the Eastern Conference, which is of course a weak conference, but you're still number one, <clears throat> and you get fired. You know, but. And, you know, Ty Lue, who has no coaching experience whatsoever, I remember him when he was with the Lakers, you know, just a few years ago. And now he's head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, mm-hmm. I just, and I just read uh, right now, uh, ESPN said he, uh, Ty Lue will be coaching the Eastern Conference in the All-Star game. What? So he walks in. T- yeah, I, there's breaking like maybe five minutes ago. I, oh. It just came on my, on my phone. Oh. So he will be. Yep. <laughs> and the and funny thing on the West, the funny thing on the West, uh, uh, Walton, who of course has been coaching the uh, the Warriors to their great uh, game that they've uh, season that they've had so far, they say Steve Kerr, since he's back now, or almost back, that he's he's going to be coaching the, the Western Conference. <laughs> okay, so I thought Popovich was coaching it. Uh, uh, did, is that because Walton? Uh, they didn't consider Walton a head coach. Yes, because it's the best. Uh, well, no, they, they want the a, champion, the last year's team, to to coach it. That's, yeah, two years in it, a row. I think they couldn't because they kept two years in a row or something like that. I can't because they, he coached it the last year. So I don't think you can coach the NBA All Stars two years in a row. I think that's the rule. Um, the rule now, but, uh, but but a question real quick: How did in the Pro Bowl coming up the joke of the Pro Bowl they have big dog? How did Eli Manning make the make the Pro Bowl? <laughs> well, see what it was is uh, is the NFL was going down the list and they saw Manny. They didn't see the first name and they just oh yeah we'll put him in the Pro Bowl. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Eli. Uh, I mean Jonathan, Jonathan, how's Eli in the in the Pro Bowl? I know Cam can't make it. <laughs> Because because Cam's playing in the Super Bowl, but I mean Eli Manning really you, you had to go get Eli. I, 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 find guess, it I guess that I guess amazed. everybody turned it down. Well, I, I just find it funny you're amazed Eli Manning's in there. Nobody's talking about how there's five five Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this Pro Bowl. Five. And what world were there five Pro Bowlers? On that roster, who <laughs> Levante David and Doug Martin, they—they they earned their spot. Logan Macon, really? Joe McCoy, really? And Jameis, I mean, you know, that's my quarterback. But come on, man! <laughs> well, I'm, I'm it, telling it, you, I'm telling got, you, when, when Winston's going to get killed in there when they play, just like Cam came in as a rookie, and those defensive guys wanted to teach him a lesson, big dog. When Winston's going to get, he's going to get shaken. Yeah, hey. a, I mean the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl's a joke now. I mean, you know, none of, the, none of the best, none of the best really go, you know, because you have Super Bowl commitments or. You know, they just don't want to go. They're supposedly injured. You know, they 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 clip their toenails too short so they can't go because their hurt their toe hurts or something. You know, That's so they just keep going down the yeah. They just keep going down the line until someone says, "Okay, yeah, I'll take a free trip to Hawaii." I think they should go back to the old days 
<laughs> when they had the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl. You know, like they yeah. did, what was it, 15, 15 years ago or so, you know, when they changed it to the off week just so they could fill up uh, TV time. They should still have it after the Super Bowl so you truly get Cam Newton in the Super Bowl or, you know, Peyton Manning or, you know, whoever. You know, you truly get the best of the best. But now it's just a joke. I mean, you know, they go just to have fun. Yeah, I mean, it's not as fun. I mean, it's like, you know, there's some great players on Denver defense yeah. that's not going to be in the Pro Bowl. You know, there's some great players on Carolina, Luke Keekley, Cam Newton, all these guys that aren't going to be Thomas Davis. They're not going to get to play. So why even get voted on there if you can't play? Cam was – yeah. I think Cam led all voters, if I if I'm not mistaken. But uh, real quick before we go, um, just want to say we'll be on Sunday night for sure. And uh, if we wanted to have a show tonight, since we haven't had one in a long time, but we'll probably cool. go. What time works for you guys, Jonathan? What time works for you? Man, my Sunday. Sundays are wide open. <laughs> all right. All right, big dog. I hope you join us. We'll do it late enough so you won't oh, be in right. bed at least on the on the west coast. <laughs> oh, when the, the, you know, early doesn't work. It doesn't matter for me. I get up at five in the morning to go to go do the show with scorekeeper on Saturday, so that's no biggie. I know you did. Hey, I got I got something uh, something funny to tell you, big dog. This Quinn character on my show here, he's never watched uh-huh. the movie Tombstone before. Oh, really? <laughs> or or the Godfather? Or the Godfather? And and why and why do you have him on the show? (laughs) I don't know. That's why I told him if he doesn't. Jonathan told him if he didn't watch, uh, you know, Tombstone, he's not going to be able to get back on the show. So Quinn, you have till Sunday (laughs) night to watch Tombstone. (laughs) I sent you the link. And I will ask you questions. And I will ask you (laughs) questions about it. So you don't don't say Um, yeah I watched it. You didn't. Actually, actually, uh, Brian, if if I could, I have a question for the three of you guys. I've been having a discussion with one of my coworkers. He's a good buddy of mine. Uh, we go, uh, we go do, we go watch pro wrestling and stuff, and and uh, we go to you know Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> oh, be quiet. <laughs> but anyways, uh, the question is, I guess I'm too old school. Uh, you know, the Lakers, of course, are having a horrible season. Now, his mentality. He's an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, which is fine. Uh, his mentality, though, is even though these, the Lakers are losing these games, he says losing is good, and that uh, if the Lakers have a uh, if it's a close game, they should keep the guys, the rookies, on the court to teach them how it is to be in the fourth quarter, win or lose. And if you have a chance to win, even say if Lou Williams is hot and has scored 35 points, you keep him on the bench because it'll teach these guys to lose now, so they'll know how to win later. And I. I called bullshit. I said, no, you don't teach guys how to lose. I'm sorry. You, you know, you teach these guys how to win, you know, or you, you put your best out there to win. You don't just keep them out there just to keep them out there. And he's saying, well, it's good that you guys are losing because it's a better chance in the lottery. And I'm like, we're not making the playoffs anyway. So whether we're the eighth worst team or the worst worst team, you're still in the lottery and you still have a chance for number one. And he's like, no, the the better, the more you lose, the better. So you guys should just tank. I'm like, you will never, ever get me to say my team should tank. You go for the win if it's there. That period. And I don't know. It, I don't know if I'm too old school or uh, he's – because he's a Dallas fan. Well, 
and he's a Texas Ranger fan. So I'm like, you're used to no. I go, no offense to you. I go, you're used to losing. I go, and, and also, and I, I did this just to be a dick. But, uh, I go, how many championships did your team have versus my 16? And you're talking to me <laughs> about winning. <laughs> but anyways, that was that was just a jab at him. But what do you guys? I, I don't think you, guys you think ever about, think. Exactly. No. I mean, I, I don't I mean, know. Maybe maybe the last game of the year if if you lose and I'll let Jonathan get on this, but I think it's you, you even though you're losing, you don't lose on purpose. You you play those guys to win, but you play your best team. If it's if you're down two with a minute left, I hope your best five players are on the court to try to get that win, not to put a young guy in to give him a chance to play to see what it's like. Hell, he can earn that in practice. That's and he earns it on the court during the game. What do you think, Jonathan? I don't think you ever tank. Well, it's actually funny you bring that up. Uh, Charles Barkley had an interesting discussion about this earlier. And um, I'm kind of along the same lines as Sir Charles. Uh, when, it, when, it, when it comes to this, you want your young guys to learn and to develop. So I want them on the court. You know, I, I, if I'm the Lakers, uh, I keep Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell, Jordan Clarkson. I try to get them on the court as much as possible. No matter what time of the game that is, you know, if they're having off nights, you still want them to fight through those bad nights, just like Kobe and Shaq and Duncan and all the other greats have done. You know, you have to fight through those. Um, at the same time, well, you know, the Lakers suck. I, I, yep. I mean, they're 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 a pretty bad team, no matter who you put out there. Uh, yep. And I, I think <laughs> it's in the best interest of the franchise as a whole to try and improve your draft position as best you can to add more talent to your squad. Do I do I say that you need to pay your players to go out there and throw games? No, of course not. I don't believe in that. But I do believe in the don't go out there and try and be gung-ho and win just for the sake of winning because there's a huge difference in the NBA, and you can see this historically, a huge difference in the NBA between drafting first and drafting 10th. It's not every time you get a Kobe Bryant falls in your lap at 13 situation. Uh, so I, I think uh, if you're the Lakers, I think you try and uh, hope you can maintain a top five selection. Uh, but at the same time, you want to try and nurture and mature those, those young kids and improve them as players. And actually, we need to keep yeah. a top three selection because our, our, this year's uh, – Draft pick is top three protected this year. So keep losing. Yeah, you think. Keep losing. <laughs> I, I can't. I oh, agree no. with you. Shut up and deal with it. I'm a Bucks fan, okay? How do you think I feel? <laughs> I agree okay. with Jonathan. And, 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 he, and, you know, my, my friend tells me I'm a jerk because I'm not used to this, guys. You know, I'm a, I've been a Laker fan since 1980. You know, I came in at the right time. And the most times we've ever had it bad, you know, it's been these last three years. I mean, we've had it a couple off years, but these last three, and we're not going to make the playoffs again, uh, is the most in a row we've ever missed the playoffs. Uh, I think we missed it like in 95 or 96, something like that, we missed the playoffs. And then we hadn't missed the playoffs since like 1952. So I'm not used to this. So maybe it's just the mentality of me of, of what to expect all the time. Well. Well, well, if you're not okay, first, you're just last, like I tell right? my buddies who are Yankee fans, you can't you can't win all the time. Okay, <laughs> everybody goes through ebbs and flows. I know. 
I, I cannot wait to watch Golden State and San Antonio in the Western Conference Finals. That's going to be amazing uh, to watch. But I don't see anybody beating Golden State right now. These guys are just mm-hmm. man. I can't, I can't believe I can't believe how Golden State spanked those guys the other day. I know they I know Tim Duncan didn't play, <laughs> but to lose by like what was it thirty thirty four points? Uh-huh. I Oh my God! And nobody, nobody's beating Golden State. I don't think. I mean, they're just, and they're young. I mean, they're, God. They, I mean, they're, they're going to keep winning as long as they don't trade away their team. They're going to be. Yeah, well, the thing know, is, first... is, the thing is, is can Golden State hold on to all those guys? Because the more those guys keep winning and being successful, they're going to want more money. And well, does Golden State have the money to keep those? Those guys around. Oh yeah, they have after, owners after, with deep pockets, and the NBA salary caps increasing. Um, I have a huge increase coming up soon. Draymond Green's yeah, already locked into an extension. Clay Thompson's not going to get max money. I don't give. I don't care where he want, what he wants. Nobody's going to pay it for somebody who's really just a, a corner three. Steph Curry's going to get a max contract, uh, and then I mean, Harrison Barnes. You got to see where that goes, and it, it, at that after that. You know, really, it's Draymond, Steph, and Clay that you have to keep together. Don't be OKC. OKC gave away James Harden, and it has snake bit them ever since. And I think everybody's learned a lesson from that. Yeah. Well, guys, I hate to cut y'all off. I'm having a lot of fun, but I'm going to have to cut y'all off. Uh, We will continue this topic. We will continue this conversation. My wife's like, hey, it's time to. Time to wrap it up. But you listen to the boss, you know. <laughs> and does she, does she go get bread? Playtime's over. Playtime's over. Did she get bread? Did she remember to get bread? Or Playtime did again. Well, I, yeah, I remember last time she forgot again. to bring home bread. Did she remember bread this time? Oh, that's right. That's right. She forgot bread. Remember your sandwich? Yeah, you had oh. the ham and the cheese oh, yeah. and she forgot the bread. Yeah, I had everything, the mayonnaise, everything ready, the tomatoes, the nothing to eat it with. But, uh, yeah, but, but yeah, we, 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 I have bread. But guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. We'll probably be on Sunday evening around 6 or 7 Eastern time. So, please, y'all, make sure you join us. Tell everybody. I'll put a link out earlier than I did tonight. So, Guys, have fun. Great conversation. Have fun. Quinn, watch Tombstone, and we'll see you Sunday night, buddy. See you, Jonathan. All right. Brian, no problem. Congratulations on your new uh, position. Uh, Well-deserved. I want to say that on the air, so it's safe prosperity. You got what you deserve, man. Congratulations. All right. I I appreciate it, man. Guys, take care, and we'll see you Sunday night. See you later.